Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Good morning and welcome to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry here on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast where we're also streaming live at all the W's, ocrfm.org.au. I'd like to pay my respects to and acknowledge the Gulijan people, the traditional owners of the land we're gathered on today, and pay my respects to their elders both past and present. Morning, Ed. Good morning, Greg. We're going to quickly get our guest in here today, and she's no stranger to OCRFM. Mm-hmm. She's our beautiful and wonderful person from Paddocks to Pride, and that was a terrific song we just played. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Are you going to tell us all about it? Yes, I am. So that song just played was by Butterfly Brocher, It Pulls Me Under. And there's a film clip of it on YouTube if you look up Break Free. Ruby Rose. So Ruby Rose actually produced and wrote and starred in the film clip and it's about them sort of it touches on gender roles, it also touches on trans and what it's like to have an identity that deviates from status quo and Ruby Rose was really an idol for me, a role model when I was growing up before I was out to anyone. (laughs) So yeah. Now you're still growing up though, you're, yes. you're only a young girl. Yes, correct. But you've been, you've been very active here in Colac yes. with your program, which is, how yes. long has it been going now? Just over a year. Just over a year. Yes. Now, how, how old were you when Ruby Rose became, well, I won't say one of your idols, but one of your idols I suppose, yeah, how old I, were you then? I think I was about 16, 16. Yep. 16. Yeah. So now you are gay. Mm. Or do I say lesbian? Oh, I don't mind. I don't have a problem with either word. So. We, we have or to queer? learn this because you've got to remember Edwina and I are oldies, so we're just mm. in the process of learning all about this. Well, no, no, we're not learning about it. Yeah. I think we're acknowledging and understanding and um, talking more about it now that we know you can talk about it. Whereas yeah. Whereas when we were young, it wasn't talked about, was it, Eddie? It definitely wasn't talked about. No. Uh, we had the first Sydney Mardi Gras and pe- someone said to me, why on earth do we have to celebrate that? We don't have one for for us. Why do gay people have to go and flaunt around the s- streets mm. of Sydney? Mm. And I thought, well, that's way wrong. They, they have a right to. They need to be visible. Yeah. They need to be embraced and to feel proud and mm. to have people... Just be themselves. Let them be themselves. Yeah, visibility yeah. and acceptance. And, of course, the first Mardi Gras was way, way, way before you were born. Now, I understand you. 1978. I know. So, now, you, was that, you went, am I letting the cat out of the bag by telling people that you went to the one just recently? No. No, I talked about it. I talked about it on this week's episode. Oh, of that's right. Paddock's you did too. Pride. Right. Yeah. So, now, how, how was it, though? Because you've gone to the – can we go, go back a week or two? Mm. Because we were lucky enough. Yeah. To be there with you at the Pride get-together down at Johnson Park, weren't we? Yes, that's correct, because our allies are very important and Greg and Edwina do a lot for the community and interview a lot of people under the umbrella and really help to show acceptance and give some visibility to the community, which is always fantastic. The umbrella. Yeah. We had We had a bit of a laugh not long ago. We had Paulie Johnson in with Bob Perry mm-hmm. and both of them, with, instead of saying the umbrella like you did, they call it the alphabet. Yes, there are people that so do. So is that okay for us to do that? Yeah, if you'd like to. 
I, I it's an individual thing. So I say umbrella because like I think of it like everyone fits under an umbrella. Like it's it just does. all it's about being inclusive and all together and I don't know for that I I like that term because it sort of fits nice with myself. Well, for us I think we need to get it uh, and I do agree with you because I think it's more politically correct because when you when you're saying alphabet it's like saying it's in a way it's a bit derogatory in a way, but I won't have a go at Bob and Paulie about that just now, mm, will yeah, I? Yeah, no, I think it's yeah, like I said it's individual to the person and it's what you take out of it. And sometimes we do people out there do get offended by the small things and sometimes we reclaim things so we want to reclaim it and by calling it the alphabet I think it does sort of highlight the fact that there is so much like there are so many letters and you can get you can stumble on a letter and that sort of thing Mm. like mum put a p in there the other day by accident because like (laughs) what was the p gonna be for i don't know i'm starting to wonder if she actually listens to this show and maybe she's like oh gotta include polyamory (laughs) i don't know (laughs) now can we go back a bit 16 but how how old were you when you realized (laughs) not that you were different but did you were I have, you like girls? Oh my gosh! I have known that I am different for a very long time. I never really fit in at school. Um, I was bullied a lot as a kid, and because of that, I had this need. I don't know. I was always different, but I always had this need for some reason. I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to be like everyone else. So I hid a lot of, like I knew deep down, and I had a lot of internal internalized homophobia had a lot of issues about yeah the need to fit in so I hit it so I myself just and I dug myself a hole deeper and deeper and deeper into the closet like it was not healthy definitely not healthy Mm -hmm. I had a lot of mental health issues issues around alcohol and that sort of thing and it wasn't until like the marriage quality debate when that started to ramp up and it was evident that it was going to they were going to do a plebiscite that I it was really important that I tell mum and I tell her why it's important to vote yes because she was very much like um like it shouldn't affect me it doesn't matter it's um not really my place so she was from the aspect of yeah, it's not my place. I shouldn't even be voting. And I'm like, well, I need you to vote. I need you to vote. Um, it's really important to me and that's how I end up coming out to her. So it took you, well, I think it was a, a shame that the plebiscite had to even be held, mm. excuse me, mm. that it brought that the plebiscite was what brought you out. Mm. Really, how did mum go with that? How did she accept it? Pretty well. Because you were held in because 23? I am nearly 26. <laughs> nearly 26, so you're a yeah. young man. So yeah. you've hidden this from your mum because you, you have literally hidden it, haven't you? I hid it from my friends. Closet, and your friends as well. Yeah, a lot of them. There were some that knew because, like, it's kind of obvious when you go out and you, like, make out with the same sex. But, yeah. yeah. You're not going, woohoo, so look at that guy. <laughs> so, okay, then yeah. how did mum go? Yeah, pretty well. Really That's well. Good. Really supportive. A great ally. Yeah. That you know, we know a lot of people who are gay, mm. and sadly we know quite a few who have parents who have not accepted. Yeah. Um, how do you go? 
Well, you must admit a fair few yourself yes. in that regard. Yes. What do we say to people about that? How do we talk to to the non-accepters? You know, those who say, "Oh, you know, Sarah's trending." Uh, yet we know people who, if you want to use that word, were trending for forty. Well, we have a young a, a couple who died sadly. John passed away about eighteen months ago, mm. and he'd been with his partner for well over 45, 50 years, it was near enough. Mm, lovely mean, couple. That's trending, isn't it? I, I can... So how do you explain to people that this is real? I can tell you now, I am not a trending person. I am definitely not popular and I am not cool or anything like that. I'm just plain old me and a little bit quirky. Um, I think it's really important to remember that prejudice is... It comes about due to ignorance, so it's a lack of understanding. Sometimes it takes a while for parents to come around and eventually they do, sometimes they don't. And in those regards, it's important that people realise that the community, there are places you can go that will support you. And a lot of people have a chosen family. So yes, they have yes. a chosen gay family that support them. And you'll go to events and there will be fathers and mothers and just like I would say older queers or older allies that will wear shirts that say like I'll be your mum or I'll be your dad or and those sort of things like that they want to welcome everyone in and be like if your parents don't support you don't worry because we will there are people out there that will support you that means it brings me to the point where we met Malloy Mm. Um, and I know you've talked so about inspirational. her, but Malloy, mm. well, do you want to, why, why was she inspirational? Tell us a little bit about it from your perspective. Because like to be from that period of time and to actually, so now it's a, it's a lot more. Ex- time, now, Malloy's 84. Yeah. She is 84 now because she was heading for 84th birthday, well, I think. Yeah. She? She's yeah. someone that's really helped pave the way for younger yes. people. Yeah. For um, visibility, acceptance and, mm. she, you know, all these older people have done the hard struggle. Yeah, so... That's made it a bit easier for yeah. the younger people to come out and have a voice and to say, you know, mm. so I think I'm different. Yeah. But so you do find your family... Yeah, so because of people like herself, I don't know anyone my age that has gone through conversion therapy, for instance. Mm. Like there's those those sort of important things to remember. We have struggles, like there, we still have a fair bit to go in terms of acceptance and visibility. However, at least, at the very least... I didn't have to go through conversion therapy or some or things like that because that is so traumatic and yes. to go through that sort of thing and for her to like openly speak about it and that it's not only she went through it but she came out the other side and is able to talk about it and able to pave the way to make sure no one else has to go through that and she's still even making strides to try and make sure that people don't have to go back in the closet when Mm. they go into nursing homes which is another part of that's a huge part of the subject Mm. too as to what happens to you when you're a little bit older which is her, her her activity or activism in stopping the conversion therapy which is, well, BS, for want of another word, I'm glad I didn't swear, but it really, it's <laughs> something that is um, 
everyone has poo-pooed and it is a dangerous, very dangerous um, attempt at stopping something that is natural. Yes, mm. that is normal. As soon as we, we recognise effects that, um, that variation or gender, um, whatever you call it, sexual proclivities or whatever it is, it's just been part of the way it's been forever and ever. Mm. Well, I think um, science tells you it's normal. It's normal in all, in all animal worlds. And it's in all, yes. So we need our people to understand there that everything's normal and Sarah is very, very normal. You might, you are a little quirky though, aren't you? Yeah, I am. But so but am I. But so am I. I know you are. I'm a cis. Yeah, come on, you're starting terminology. <laughs> now, cis means we just you're you're yeah, when you're cis too, you're, you're Yeah, gay. I'm cis. Yeah. Sarah's cis. Yes. Because she's female in all respects. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm cis because I'm male in all respects. You're mm-hmm. cis because you're female in all respects. Now I'm am I heterosexual? I haven't told anyone yet. Now, should I have come out already? I don't know. Should I have told everyone I'm heterosexual? Do I need to? Yeah, I think yep. so. Because I think it's a nice way of making it normal. Like as in, sorry, that probably didn't come out how I wanted it to. That's but that's right. it's like using the word cis. So it's like it makes people that use the word trans, it's like, well, I'm cis. As in, instead of saying I'm normal, it's it's a lot nicer to use the word cis because what is normal anyway? There's no such so thing. So it's like instead of homosexual being like, oh, well, that's not normal and heterosexual's normal, you're just u- you're using, using better word. words instead of being like, well, that's normal, that's not normal. Mm. And I've got to let every, all our listeners know too, did you notice that when the rabbit ears come out, <sighs> even the younger generation do it? Oh, I use gestures a lot. I use my hands <laughs> everywhere <laughs> They're great when I radio, talk. aren't they? Yeah. We're, we're going to have a little break here, though, and you, we're going to put on a track of yours again. Mm. What's it going to be, Sarah? Yeah, so it's going to be Don't Let Me Get Me by Pink. Oh, I love Pink. Yes, um, so it's about those that are, like, struggling with identity, which I was as a kid, and I loved Pink as a kid, and... Pink was very like an androgynous person and I think that was something that I found hard growing up because I'm like, what do you mean that she's not queer? And I think that was a bit like heartbreaking. You were in love. Because I was in in love. Pink is just a beautiful person and she's such a great ally. And there's a word, there's a word, sorry, there's a line in the song that says, I want to be someone else. And that really resonates with me because that's one of the struggles I went through Yeah, growing up was I always wanted to try and be someone else and it just, I couldn't. We don't want you to be someone else. We want you to be you. Yes. Mm. You're on Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry here on 98.3 in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast and we've got... Our hostess with the mostest from Paddocks to Pride with us. And you can listen to the program will be replayed. We're going to be playing this again next Sunday or the Sunday after, whenever we do it, yeah. on the, on your program, Sarah. Yeah, But and So we'll be back with you after this track by Pink. So, yeah, we'll talk to you again shortly. That was Pink and uh, Don't Let Me Get Me. And that's a track that was chosen by our wonderful guest here today in Sarah from Paddocks to Pride that you can listen to at 6 o'clock on a... Sunday evening. So mm. welcome back to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry and to Sarah. Look, Sarah, you made mention beforehand that uh, there's that one line in the, the song there about mm. you didn't really want to be yourself. Yeah. You so wanted to change. That must have been a terrible time you were going through. 
yeah, no, so that was a very extended <laughs> part of my childhood. Um, I wanted to be someone else. Um, and that line as well, don't let me get me, it really resonated with me because I am my worst critic. And I know when I was coming out and everything, when I was on dating apps, I was even scared to use the word lesbian because I'm like, well, am I? Like, how do I explain my history with men and that sort of thing? So I used the term bisexual. You had a history with men? Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because we aren't on webcam. You turned your nose up then. That was an interesting <laughs> expression. Well, it's because I really did try to force myself to be straight. Like, I tried so hard and made myself so miserable. And it's really interesting because once I did come out, I had a lot of people that weren't surprised, but I had a lot of, I had a bit of, I don't know, not the nicest comments from some people. I even had someone that um, I had been with was like, oh, did I turn you gay, blah, blah, blah. Like, that is not how it works. That's part of um, lack of education. Yes, very mm. much so. And very much for you, it's about finding out who you are. Mm. And yeah. for me, that is normal. Mm. Is it just finding out who you are mm. or is it finding accepting yourself, who you are? Finding self. Yeah, yeah, finding and accepting finding mm. and accepting because we know a lot of people and well we can talk about Bear and Scoobs for example mm. both Bear and Scoobs a great cafe too by the way mm. which I can say in Geelong but anyway <laughs> Bear and Scoobs they are both men who have um, they had families mm. and um, do you find that there are, or have you got a lot of friends or do you know a lot of people Sarah who have tried that they they try living the life of what is supposed to be, and I'm using the rabbit ears mm-hmm. again, being normal, yeah. and they put themselves through, well, to me it seemingly would be torture Tor- yes, in a way. Yes, torture, yeah. Mm. Um, of doing what is supposedly the norm by marrying, having children, trying to be straight or trying to be something yeah. they're not. I don't know that many people that I'd say tortured themselves as much as I did but I do know quite a few and that was something that I found hard as well was because when I truly knew and I actually broke up with my high school boyfriend I couldn't even be honest I couldn't be honest about why I was breaking up with them and it was really hard because after that I'm like I couldn't even be honest to them because this person I really cared about like they were a true friend to me and stuff and I found that hard because I couldn't stay in the relationship because it it wasn't fair on them and I realized I didn't know how to come out to anyone including my family I'm like so I stayed in the closet and got in a toxic relationship and then just yeah was that part of um not wanting to hurt the guy you were with I think so, because mm. I think that that was something that I was really concerned about, that whole comment about, like, mm. did I turn you gay sort of thing. I was worried yeah. that they might come out with that. But he was a really lovely person, and I don't think he would have taken it personally. I think he would have been able to understand. Yeah. But I don't know. And so at least he didn't blabber about it, and so you, your secret went on and on until... Oh, no, I didn't tell him. I never told him. him. I'm guessing he knows now. Oh, well, he must. <laughs> on radio. Yeah. Are you talking to people? You can send him a cheerio. <laughs> so you, you've, you've come out after the plebiscite has been announced, so was you able to talk your mum into 
burning, the yes. The reason why she should. So you've come and why it months. does actually affect her. Yeah. Well, well we're going to have a song a bit later on. I think you're going to, you need somebody to love. So we can oh. talk a little bit about that a bit later <laughs> on. But um, with you and your... Uh, now, where have I got with this? Your association as a broadcaster now, why did you find the need or why have you come out as a broadcaster to talk about this issue? Is it Because you've really done it on the back of the plebiscite. You've not only added yourself to your mum, you've then publicly done some great stuff around mm. the traps. You've mm. gone back to your roots because you're in the paddock as a, a gay woman, mm. literally, and then you're doing your paddocks to pride and you've come out to the whole world. Mm. A proud... Bang, bang, bang. So what was mm. it really jumped at you that made you do this? Did you want to get on a platform? So, initially, what actually happened was I was looking at starting a radio show and the issue was we wanted to work with a minority community and to try and give them some positive positive media surrounding their community. And I was doing that. I was going to do that through OCRFM. So this is for all for my badge work, for my BPSA, for Rovers, for scouting. And the Your badge work for scouting? Yes, yes, I'm in scouts. Yes. Okay, but you're not just scouts, you're a Rover. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, an old on one. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going for all this badge work and everything. And the issue was that I couldn't actually get the community I wanted to involved. And I'm like, look... I said to the station, oh, he's pretty much the station manager, um, Jonathan, and I said, look, I can't get this community involved. I think I really need to utilise something that I know about, something like a community I can talk about. So I said, why don't we do, I've got two options. I can either, because my brother is disabled, I could talk about disability or I could talk about a community I know about. I could talk about the pride community the umbrella and he's just looked at me and his eyes lit up like I have been trying to actually get a pride one off for a while that is something the station will 100% get it behind and then he also mentioned we've already got a dare program so we don't need another disability the, one dare program, which is <laughs> yeah. Same, yeah and the station has been so supportive and just like backing it like 110% and it's been so beautiful and it's helped me learn a lot about my own community it's helped me I guess I use the radio sometimes as a little bit of a like gets me out there a bit more because I can be a bit reserved and I can be very anxious and everything. So I go to events and I've got a recorder and I sort of hide behind this recorder and it's a way of like getting myself to talk to people that I usually would be too scared to. And it's really it's really helped my confidence so much and it's made me feel more confident in my sexuality as well. Well, I think it's great that you've embraced Colac. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. Yeah, so for those that listen, I actually grew up in Simpson. So there was no real representation. So that's, once I started doing the show, I started realising why it's so important to me because Mm. I would have loved for this sort of thing to be around when I was a kid so I could be like, it's not just something you see on the TV. It's real. It's out there. Mm. And it's okay to be yourself. 
going to be having a bit of a chat and done that offside. I'm not going to put you on the spot, I hope, but part of your journey mm. means you are, or you, you go through a bad time where you're really hurting yourself. Mm. You know, you've got the inner hurt, but you have the outer hurt where you you get to abuse stuff, mm. which is quite common with people mm. who have got the or become introverted because they yeah. won't accept who they are. Yeah, there's too much suicide. There's too yeah. much damage done. Yeah, alcohol and other drugs. Mm. People who get into uh, harming themselves. Mm. What do we say to these people? How do we get them to? Can we get them to talk about it earlier and get them to say, hey, you know, be more comfortable with we're, your mum and dad? Mm. We're here for you. We're here mm. for you. Is that what we should should be saying or what are we saying? I think, I think what we need to also highlight is the fact that there's so much stigma still out there. And that's why it was so important that one of this – I had a whole series on health and a lot of those episodes were around mental health because it there's this stigma that we don't really talk about mental health we don't talk about these hard times and then sometimes people use the excuse oh you're just like that because you're having a bad day or they'll toxic people will use their behavior and sort of be like no it's just you and I've had that happen a lot um where it's like no it's just your bad mental health and it's like no I'm actually in a really good place at the moment it's just you're toxic that's (laughs) right Um, yeah, and the thing to remember is that there are a lot of support services out there and the first step is just making that call or getting on that computer and doing that web, web chat because there are some fantastic services out there and sometimes they're really underutilised because people are too scared and it's easier to just grab a bottle rather than make that phone call. And, mm. and what are some of the great services out there? There, so, for instance, there's, there's Q Life, oh, which that is was the one I was say. yeah Q Life, <laughs> and the um, one that sort of oh, I don't know how you'd phrase that um, comes off that one is Switchboard in Victoria. Yep, uh, there's obviously Beyond Blue, there's Lifeline, then there's all these different programs offered by Thorn Harbour Health. Thorn Harbour Health has so yeah, many. I've seen that. Yeah, so they have stuff surrounding alcohol, drugs. They've got programs surrounding um, sexual things such as AIDS, HIV, um, HPV. They've got things around chlamydia, gonorrhea. They have, yeah, so much. And then there's also things surrounding... I've had a complete mind blank where I was going to go, oh, wellways. So stuff that is directly... Um, programs are directly about mental health. So obviously Thornhalber House has stuff. Wellways in Geelong has um, things like the Out Now program. They have things such as, I can't remember what else, but Amiel, he spoke a lot about the different programs they have for the LGBTI community to try and promote healthy mental health. And also talking about having like a it's all like a body system so in other words meeting other people in the community who Mm. have gone through what you have because it really it makes you realize that you're not alone your experiences aren't unique which is actually a great thing to hear like when I had I wasn't expecting this but with the aware project run by Miriam um she's an amazing human and one of the people that helps her out, Brooke, I actually had her come on for a 
when straight's being is just a phase and talking about internalized queer phobia and hearing Brooke's story and I'm just like it really resonated with me because I'm like you went through what I went through and like a lot of our stories are quite similar and it's really it's it's an actually a nice feeling being like I'm not unique in this situation you're not alone yeah you're not alone and that is also for parents too Mm. parents of children that they think you know if they have a gay child or someone you know that that needs help the parents maybe need to go to p flag or somewhere to find out what there is for them that they're not Mm. alone yeah it's for everyone mental health is everyone and Mm. finding like-minded people is really important yeah yeah because i know yeah as a child that was something that i struggled with was i always felt alone and that's the thing is that when like in primary school for instance i would love the excuse to just read a book and be by myself so like even like that's why i did the ms readathon so much was because i had an excuse to just sit by myself and be alone that just sounds Hmm? not get bullied not feel different yeah but i still got bullied but if i was a teacher i'd wonder why you were isolating well, that's the thing is that it was really quite interesting because as a kid they put me in these programs like um, HATS, Hatesbury Adventure Team, I think it was back then. And it's interesting looking back at it because someone else that I went in that program with is also queer now. And it's really interesting mm. how like when you're a child, I associated a lot of my friends now are out like whether it was from scouting or from school and it's yeah it's interesting how you surround yourself but you're all so Mm. closeted and so much internalized homeophobia that you just be someone else we're going to have to have a little break here again we're (laughs) we're talking about all things sexual and whatever else related to gay and everything but Mm. now i think some of the stuff you mentioned We've talked about mental health, the physical mm. health and the sexual health is one of the big things you've mentioned. Mm, so definitely. we'll put up some of those numbers as well. So we better make sure we get a comprehensive list, list from you as to who we put up with Q-Life and the mm. rest of them. Mm. Uh, on, the, on the blog that we put up with our podcast, which we'll be doing here of Community Connect, where you are on OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast with Edwina and Greg and our fabulous hostess of... <laughs> Paddocks to Pride, Sarah. We're going to have a track now by Queen, mm. and we'll be back in here with you shortly to talk yes. about that. Well, that was Queen and Somebody to Love, and you on OCRFM's 98.3, 88.7 down the coast, and you, it's Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry and Paddocks to Pride hostess with the mostess I've called her a couple of times after that haven't I yeah Sarah? well it sounds really catchy so it's it quite does, cool it? I'm not sure I used to say that it's an oldies type thing I think but anyway we're here talking about everything under an umbrella mm. and uh, that umbrella as well gay lesbian homosexual I don't know what are they bisexual so we've got trans, LGBTIQ plus so intersex. you've got yeah so lesbian bisexual yeah you've got gay, I think I've named them all yeah Oh, there's a whole heap. There's like that plus. So there's also like asexual, there's polyamory, there's demisexual, there's omnisexual, there's there's so many. Oh. And that's why we that's why we're defining the alphabets, the umbrella at the, the moment. Umbrella. That's and why that, we have rainbow pride. 
And it is Under a rainbow the umbrella. Ca- the rainbow covers everything mm. when it's up there and it's beautiful. And that's where we all are. We're all beautiful. It doesn't matter where we are, where we come from or what we are, what yeah. colour we are or what our bent yeah. is. Well, I'm not sure you realise, but when we did the live broadcast from the Geelong Rainbow Festival, I kept saying everything was beautiful. Like I called every guest beautiful and I, I used the word beautiful so many so times. So many times. I noticed that, but you're allowed to do that. Yeah. We realise that after we've been brought... We're only, when when mm. I say only, we're not only. We are volunteers. Yes, yes we, we are. And we do it for a reason. And your, your yeah. reason is really good because you need to bring pride yes. to the paddocks because people need to understand. Mm. Do you think the smaller the community, the more there is the stigma around it? Or do you think that that stigma is everywhere? I think there's also actually, to be honest, a stigma from cities so there's this stigma that oh country towns are backwards and they're redneck and they don't understand and there's no acceptance whereas I really liked talking to Paulie because Paulie also is from Simpson and she was able to talk about some of the really good stories of acceptance that she had which was fantastic because People have this stigma from country, sorry, from cities that country towns are backwards and they have this stigma and they don't want to live in the country. And it's like, oh, I don't want to move to the city, so I need acceptance in the country. I think, like people really look after each other. Yeah. I've noticed that myself. Hmm. Hmm. And I think it's pe- people forget that no matter where you go, there's going to be bad eggs. It's just in smaller areas, everyone knows everyone. So the thing is that you know who the bad eggs are. Mm. Like they can't hide because it's a small town. Everyone knows them. Well, there are too many people, though. I've got relatives of mine who have gone to Melbourne to hide away from the stigma many years ago it must be it is now but you're going away to Melbourne to hide away from it all and to hide from their family do we see much of that now or do you think that that's gone on the wane because we are talking about and accepting more no I think sometimes people still will hide and that's the thing is because when you do come out although there's more visibility and acceptance sometimes there's people that just don't understand like I had someone that was close to me that just didn't understand and would say things like, oh, who's the man in the relationship and that sort of thing and our stuff that was, I would consider a little bit backwards and it just, it's that thing that I forgot that I assumed that because they were close to me, they would get it and instead of realising sometimes it takes time for people to unlearn behaviours so they're unlearn they've got to unlearn these comments and unlearn the fact that it's not quite right to say those sort of things and unlearn that that prejudice is due to ignorance so you're trying to inform them so they're no longer ignorant so you're and trying to why, educate them. Yeah, that's mm. why we've got to do it in a nice way because yes. sometimes people get on their high horse and get a little mm. bit aggravated. And I did initially would get quite aggravated because there are some people that really try and push their point. Like I had someone when the Israel Folau thing went up was really rude to mm. me, like started tagging me in things and being really vile, I end up having to take that person off Facebook because I'm like, I do not need that in my life. And it's because they wouldn't, they thought Israel Folau saw them as like a, oh, I don't 
as an inspiration or something and they saw that the community was against religion and it's really people need to remember that there are people that are from the umbrella that are religious yes that's a part of their identity and we don't discriminate against that yeah and the thing is that with your identity it's not just one thing so i'm not just a lesbian like that's not my whole identity everyone has a whole heap of things that make them who they are and to be able to say oh you're lesbian so you can't be christian that's not really that's not okay it's part of your identity it's who you are and, and, and a lot of this hurts. It's, it's a hurtful mm, thing that has been mm. done and said. And then the press pick up on it and some of the the rednecks continue mm, it. Yeah. And I won't name them because they don't need to be named. I don't like give them, giving them oxygen. <laughs> don't give them their airtime. The, um, the rednecks then, they, they double up on the, the hurt because mm. they're saying, oh, this fella's all right, he's allowed to. But mm. we've got too much hurt going on still. Yeah. As you've agreed to. And mm. we do have too many of the young'uns hurting themselves, harming themselves, suiciding. Mm. Yeah. That's what I think. We need to stop it and there need are, to accept There are a lot of churches that are gay-friendly and accepting yeah. and people are, are a part of the community and they do some wonderful, wonderful things. Wonderful work, yeah. Mm. And I've interviewed some of them before, like done little mini interviews when I've gone to certain things and it's been Mm. really great to get their stories because there are some wonderful people Mm. doing a lot of work in the community. It's just really unfortunate that there's people out there like Israel that that hide. So they use the Bible as an excuse to be discriminatory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's like because... For instance, I know a family in Colac that are Anglican and they are so beautiful and they've always been so accepting Mm. of those that are LGBTIQ+. And they've actually got a child that is. And they've always been... They're just beautiful. Mm. They're just lovely to everyone. And I look at them as sort of inspiration on the fact. And because I've known them for so long and from such a young age I've always had that understanding that you can be religious and not use it as an excuse to be like horrible to people because mm. it's that take home message from the say there, though, it's not an excuse it's sort of being used as a weapon yeah 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 no mm. that's a good that's probably a better way of phrasing it yeah yeah. It is because to me it's a weapon because a weapon is what harms you. Yes, and it does. And it does, and it creates so much hurt. Yeah. And we can see that we've got a lot of we can see a lot of hurt in a lot of the people. Mm. Like even with the marriage equality debate, it was a lot of people saw it as they were on the edge of the seats to see what the vote was going to look like because of the fact that it's like, well, what's the percentage in my area? Do people in my area accept me or not? Because there's a lot of people that would be like, oh, yeah, no, I accept gay people. Oh, but no, they shouldn't have the right to get married and that sort of thing. So it's just really interesting. And I read the comment section on the internet way too much, which isn't good. (laughs) And there's so many times where you'll see someone go, oh, my gay best friend or... My, I have, I have a lesbian in my life. So, and they'll try and give up their point of view and be like, "Oh, I know it all because I know this one queer person in my life." And it's like, really? <laughs> I, if only the listeners could see the faces I'm making at the moment, because it's oh such a common thing in arguments. 
That's just one loud voice, that's yeah. all. And the loud ones and they get on and noise. They get the loud ones with the loud voice get on and mm. think. Yeah, just once again. We just shake our heads and It's say, like, why don't you no. let us speak for mm. ourselves so you can actually get the right information rather than spreading whatever you're trying to spread? Mm. And I think, too, saying getting the right, ins- the right um, information, mm. I think we should let people know that you can uh, message us at any time and we mm. can send you any information that you wish to know about. Yeah, Edwina mm. and Greg are very resourceful. Yeah, yeah, but you're going to help us with the resources, so <laughs> we're going to have to start winding up shortly. Yes. So who is a Q Life? Q Life. Run through a couple switchboard. Of them again, and you've got to leave them with us, so as we do. Yeah. Blog. Yeah. So there's Q Life. There's Switchboard. There's the Aware Project. There's Wellways, Beyond Blue, and Lifeline, obviously. Um, yeah. There's just some of the few, and then obviously there's Glow Offices. So if you yeah, can we've been wanting to get a glow officer in. Mm. Actually, we did have at one stage we had a chance there when we went to one of the meetings here in Kyle. Yeah, Adam Pedigree is really good. That's what we'd be like to get yeah. there. And now glow yeah. is a... That's a gay lesbian liaison officer. With the police. Yes. And um, so, you know, that's another thing is we want people to put your hand up to the police. If there's any abuses yeah. going on, whether yeah. it be in a heterosexual or an umbrella mm. relationship or anything like that, you need to put your hand up yeah. and the police are well equipped to accept your call. Yeah. And to, this is still a little bit on the subject, but there is mm. abuse going on at the moment and that's people going into the supermarkets and buying up all the toilet paper. Oh, how stupid is that? But guess what, you know, we arrived and guess who comes in and donated a roll of toilet paper to us? Sarah said earlier on in the program that she's a little bit different and she's a bit quirky and whatever else. She's brought in a, a roll of toilet paper as a gift for us. But who gives a crap? <laughs> Sorry, that's written on the toilet paper. Well, I live by myself and I get this subscription. So I've got like a whole heap of toilet paper because it lasts for literally like months. Um. And some of them actually have this thing where you can gift it. So it has like a two section. It says why you're giving it. And at the bottom it has from. And I just thought it was so funny with what's going on. And I'm like, oh, you know how when you go to someone's house, you bring flowers yeah you bring them something nice and i thought with what's going on i didn't know their toilet paper situation so i thought i'd come along with (laughs) that's wonderful thank you so this this is like the the one to mark the toilet paper epidemic it's unbelievable i really don't know it but it's wonderful sarah i really am happy i think we're both happy that we've had this yarn yeah and you really are a gem (laughs) everyone well when do you want again sunday night sunday night at 6 p.m 6 p.m and it really is it's a great program it really is something that has got got community talking now yes your podcast is available always as well yes and i say you're well ahead of me yes because yours is such a better program. Oh no, I'm I'm just good at editing it to be able to put it up as a podcast. Yours is very good on, on radio. <laughs> very good on radio. Oh dear, okay. I'm I just we're I'm not just trying to repurpose it a bit more I to make it more accessible. No, no, you're not. No, you're definitely not. That's we're not great. beyond help. We're just a little bit older. Yeah. We are going to be wrapping it up now. We're going to go out with another song of yours mm. and why. Why? So why this is... Because this I've seen the film 
and it's great. Yeah, so this is actually the outro music that I use for from Paddocks to Pride each week. It's called This Is Me by Kesha and it actually features in The Greatest Showman and it's, it is really all about embracing yourself and being like, this is who I am. Nothing's going to change. I am who I am and standing up and being proud and... Yeah. Be comfortable within yourself. Yeah, and I think it's really inspirational and motivational, and I just, I love it. I, I, I do actually sing along to it in the studio. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And we love you too, and thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Today. I love you both too. Thank you very much for being with us here. And look, you've been on OCR FM's 98 point, at 98.3 FM and 88.7 FM along the coast. We will get the podcast of this up as soon mm. as we can. And it's been Community Connect with Edwina and Greg. Thank you once again, Sarah, mm-hmm. for being in here. And we're Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station.